PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast. For every 15 to 20 minute episode, we drop high yield board knowledge and you know, life knowledge, Blake. We like to say, come for the stamp stay for the content. Today, we're switching things up and bringing you one of our fireside chats. A bit non traditional, right, Dr. Briggs? A bit non traditional. It's non traditional. It is, it is. And, you know, you've heard his voice already, and he really doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm joined here by my co host, Dr. Briggs. Nice to be in orbit. Hey, uh, Dr. Briggs, uh, before we dive into this new fireside chat, Yes, please indulge yourself. What? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and at EM Board Bombs. Continue to gain traction there. We appreciate all the you know thousands of followers on all the platforms. It's been pretty cool. As usual, we'd love to you know plug our premium podcast, EM Rapid Bombs. If you enjoy EM Board Bombs and you want a TikTok version of our podcast, that's what our Rapid Bombs podcast is. Just hit over a hundred episodes. I think we're at one hundred twelve, hundred almost one hundred twenty or something. It's it just keeps growing. Each episode, we drop two to four minutes of high-yield board knowledge, question and answer format, so it gets seared into your memory. Every week, you're going to get about four new episodes delivered to your inbox or favorite podcast player. Hey, Blake, who's EM Rapid Bombs for? You know, it's for the type of person who describes themselves on their dating profile or in public as, I'm the type of person who likes to learn with short bursts of learning. And if you had to ask further, if you're curious about when they said that, they would say, you know what, now that you mention it, I like to get short bursts of learning done via audio form while driving, working out, or walking the dog. Wait, wait, wait. Who's it not for? How about that? Who's it not for? Oh, okay. That's true. That's true. true. Hey, uh, who's it not for? Um, If they put on their dating profile that they're into pathophys. That you should stay away from those people. In depth, in depth. You, you in know, depth. we like some path nit- but that in no, the nitty gritty details. If yeah. they want, if they start yeah. talking receptors, you should just walk away. Yeah, yeah, it's not us. Hey, <laughs> if you want to listen to one hour long podcasts where you know the hosts talk about the studies and underpowered and power and the p value and uh, confidence intervals, what all this stuff. Hey, we don't do that. We're glad people do it. But if that's not you, then you can sign up for EM Rapid Bombs. Yeah, and we love those folks too. They're like our friends. We heart them. They're our friends. Yes, we yeah. do. But it's not us. It's not us. So you can sign up for EM Rapid Bombs at emrapidbombs.supercast.tech. And you can look at the show notes of this podcast as well. You know, you can also find the link if you're, you know, don't want to remember that. And I understand it's really easy just to go to EM Board Bombs, our host main website, and you'll be flooded with a flurry of announcements of how to get to our premium podcast yeah and it's on our twitter profile too sure you know we're also offering residency discounts so if folks are interested in getting a bulk residency discounts we've had some questions about that feel free to reach out to us on twitter or you can reach out to us just directly on our website hey dr briggs are you ready for this new fireside topic you know what em over easy folks would be proud of us right now they would they would be totally proud of us right now. So we shout love, out to shout out to Ian Over Easy. Yeah, we love those guys. Check out their podcast uh, if you get a chance. So, Doctor Briggs, what are we talking about today? So we're talking about how to survive your first year as an intern, fourth year medical student, or an attending. You got it. Private or ad- academic. 
it, we're going to drop 10 tips here for, uh, you know, focused on EM starting out and touch on, you know, other aspects of this as well. But 10 tips. So uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, let's talk about... Yeah, why waste time? Why yeah, waste time? Yeah. And, and look, you know, to seasoned veterans, we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. You know, we'll be updating it every year. It's July right now. So we figured it's the right time for this topic. And, right, you know, some right. folks just need some quick distilled advice and we're going to be dropping that. And we know that this doesn't encompass everything. And we know we don't know everything about this. And you might have some other key points, some salient points that you want to drop on Twitter. Feel free to do that. But for now, Dr. Briggs, go into tip number one. Tip number one. Your job is not to move the ED. Especially if you're a fourth year medical student or an intern. Now, this doesn't apply to attendings and the third-year residents. But if you're early on in your career in the emergency department, you need to do three things. Don't look at the board and don't freak out when you see the waiting room filling up and ambulances bringing in people. Your job is to focus on the patients you're handed off. Your second job is to check up on all your patients, make sure they're doing okay, reassess them. And my third thing is learn how the system works. This is where you grease the gears. Learn the department flow, learn who you're working with, and that's just really important to not look at the global board and think that's your job at this point in your career. This is where you get the baby steps down and you learn the flow of the department and learn your patience. Absolutely critical. I love it. You know, I tell my interns, I'm not expecting a ton from you other than to really learn and ask a bunch of questions. And from my second and third years, oh man, I'm expecting a lot. <laughs> expecting a lot. <laughs> Hey, tip number two, remember you're not a medical student anymore. This goes for all of our, our you know, residents who are turning into a, a new PGY-1. Delegate. You know, I'm going to give you an example here. Uh, one of my new PGY-1s, great resident, you know, she volunteered to go to the pelvic room uh, with the patient because one of the NAs wasn't available and she was just going to kind of wait uh, unless until a chaperone or someone else came. It's really nice of her to offer that. But hey, you know, that's not your job. Your job is to see patients, spend time with patient care. Totally okay to help people out. You know, don't get me wrong, you know, with that. And I think, Blake, you know, you might attest to this. Uh, what are some of the key things? You know, getting a blanket, getting water for your patients. You're never above that. But remember. No, no, no. Don't ever feel like you're above certain tasks, such as getting water for your patients or a warm blanket. Warm blanket goes a mile, by the way. That's a huge sure. step. Huge. You know, the prior example Iltafat was saying was something that will take away significant time from your patient care. Getting water quickly for a patient doesn't take too much time. And going out to all the new attendings here, one thing I've learned as a young attending, a junior faculty, is that while your residents are busy writing on the notes, seeing, you know, scrambling around seeing patients, your job as the attending is really to smooth over those uh, rough spots, either seeing the patients that may be more involved in their care or helping out the nurses with a difficult case, you know, you can easily help things by getting those warm blankets, getting water for the patient. I make it a point when a patient's critically ill, uh, if their family member's there, I'll offer that family member coffee or water to get them something because that's your job as the administrator leader in that department is to handle that. For sure. 100% agree with that. And you know, one of the things I do like to do, and my nurses laugh at me about this, is whenever I do get water or blanket, I always go by the nurse too, and I'll be, I'll say, hey, uh, just letting you know, I you know the patient wants some water, I, I got it for them, or I got him a warm blanket, you know, just to get a little extra credit. My nurses have become used to this, and just basically respond back by saying, uh, Hussein, you just need to leave us alone, or just or just a, a chuckle or a laugh. 
Yes. And then hashtag insufferable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hit us with tip number three. Hey, don't take difficult cases personally. It's going to happen. You know, we take care of a acute care population. We take care of a high risk population. You're going to have some difficult cases. You'll feel responsible when you aren't able to save a life or achieve a great outcome. It's not your fault. Always try your best and recognize that the only outcome that you should really focus on is, hey, did I try my best? Did I do everything right by the patient? Was I practicing good medicine? And hopefully your patient has a great outcome. But you could have done everything right, and you're going to have cases where your patient didn't make it or they had a bad outcome. That happens. Don't second-guess yourself five million times or just you know, focus too much on that case. You have to move on. Hey, Dr. Briggs, tip number four. You got to make it clear to consultants who you are. And, you know, we know everybody has a different opinion on this, and that's great, but hear us out here. You shouldn't use your first name at the beginning of your intern year. Later in your career, if you don't feel comfortable being called a doctor or feel this isn't the quote-unquote right thing or you want to be more casual, and look, we're not going to get into the weeds of this. Save your tweets for another podcast. We're not the controversial podcast here. We're a board prep podcast. But at least when you're starting out with an academic career as a new doctor, it's important people know that you're the physician in charge. The main thing is consultants are going to be new as well, and they need to know clearly who they're talking to and what level you are. So you introduce yourself and your title early on. And this, you know, once you build up a rapport with fellow colleagues, then it's up to you how to decide. And we're not saying you need to go up to all your fellow ER colleagues and introduce yourself as Dr. So-and-so. We're talking about the people that don't know you, don't know who you are, especially if you're new. That means the consultants upstairs, the people out in the community, etc. Yeah, we can't emphasize that enough because, frankly, that could delay patient care if you're not clear who you're on the phone and if the consultants are just puzzled and trying to figure out who exactly they're talking to. Absolutely. Hey, tip number five. Learn your nurses' names. You will see this profoundly helpful during stressful situations. So just learn their names. I mean, that's pretty, pretty much it. I'm keeping it short here. Yeah, with nurses, learn your secretary's names, your housekeeper names as well, too. Great and point. that is just so important to learn. Everyone, Even the CNAs, the techs, everyone that's in the ED working, it is so important to learn people's names and, and it, just on a human level. I mean, you're working with these people. These people will go to bat for you as well, too. Um, when you make the effort of showing humanity and showing that they're part of a team effort, it's, I'm hesitating because it's just such second nature. You have to do this with your team if you're going to work at a place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just do it. It's good for morale. It's really good for morale. Hey, tip number six, just don't make excuses uh, in general. Exactly. No one wants to hear them. I hate when people I know. Do this. And, you know, I've, there have been times uh, where something might not have gone right or even as an attending, you have an opportunity to... You know, make an excuse. Just don't do it. This it, it's best to just move on, move forward. It goes for everyone, attendings to residents to everyone. Just don't make excuses. Just move on. Yep. Don't pass the buck. You're the physician. You have the MD or DO next to your name. You are the physician. Or MBBS. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Hey, what's tip number seven? Be nice and be patient. When you're asking a nurse for that dreaded urine that hasn't been done in two hours, don't say. You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> hey, did you just come up with that on the fly? Um, I actually heard it the other day. One of my co-attendings said it. Shout out to uh, Dr. Sarthi Kalra. It was hilarious. Oh, nice. Man, I was about to. 
No, he actually said it on the phone to the lab person. It was utterly hilarious. Um, <laughs> I can't take credit. Hey, don't go up to the nurse and say, why hasn't the urine been collected? You need to say, hey, I know you're super busy, but we need that urine in order to get a disposition. Is there anything I can do to help or facilitate to help get the urine besides put in an order for a catheterization? <laughs> Oh, man, we have a new epic order now that basically says, please obtain urine cath if patient unable to avoid. <laughs> I was like, man, that is the most passive aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Tip number eight. Be a team player. If you see one of your colleagues that needs help, go out of your way to help them. Establish your team player early. That's going to serve you well. You know, build good karma. And you better believe that when you need help, others are going to come to your rescue as well. You know, I love my residents here at Wake, and I'm going to call one of them out. Just a rock star colleague, you know, Madeline, she was, came on as a float resident, and one of our interns and I were working on a difficult airway case, a difficult patient, and that intern was taking care of an ICU patient. She surfed the board, saw that we were really busy, saw that this patient was going to head towards the ICU anyways, got to learn the patient called the ICU, and took care of admitting the patient while we were spending so much time dealing with that difficult case. That was huge. We walked out of the room, and she said, hey, took care of the ICU for you, that patient's getting all the right things that they need, and that was massive. You know, that's the type of leadership that you should be displaying as a resident. Look out for each other, because people will look out for you. Hey, and you know, this kind of flows into the next tip as well. Absolutely. You're not just responsible for your own patients. You should feel responsible for all patients in the ED. So this applies to our senior residents' attendings. When a nurse comes up to you to express concern for a patient, do not respond first by saying, that's not my patient. Instead, you need to listen to what they're going to say. If it's life-threatening, anyone, med student, intern level, resident level, attending level, go assess the patient immediately. If you feel uncomfortable because you don't have enough experience, Grab your attending or an upper level and go with them. And this is a good learning experience. Don't just pass the buck and say, that's not my patient. You're a physician now. And if you're a fourth-year medical student, same thing. Part of that is taking responsibility for every patient, not just the ones assigned to you. Yeah, this is huge. I, I, it always drives me nuts when a nurse will ask a question about a patient and the first thing the folks will say is that, that that's not me. Um, or if even a consultant comes down and they say, that's not me. It's more about, hey, is everything okay with the patient first? And number two, uh, let me see if I can help you find uh, who's taking care of that patient, uh, as long as there's nothing emergent that needs to be done for that patient. Huge. Hey, hit us with tip number 10. Hey, look, this last tip, and we saved it for last, it's something we're certain everyone knows and will comply with. But again, it's important to mention, as in the heat of the moment, you might let yourself slip. Make sure you're telling the truth. Uh, make sure you're not fudging the truth. Uh, do not lie. There are going to be times where you feel embarrassed that you didn't do something. Like, say you forgot to do a complete neuro exam on a patient who came in with stroke-like symptoms. You know, that might happen uh, in your intern year. When your attending asks you a pointed question, just tell the truth. The easiest response when you didn't do something is to say, hey, I should have done that. I'll go do that right after I speak to you. Done. Very easy. It's okay. And lastly, uh, we had a bonus tip from Joseph, one of our PAs. And it, originally, we had him on the podcast. We actually recorded this podcast. Where, Dr. Briggs? On the beach. On the beach. On the beach on that trip that we were at in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, unfortunately, the audio was just absolutely terrible. 
uh, with the waves crashing. It was a good time. And uh, Joseph was there at the moment uh, giving us some advice. Hey, what was the advice that Joseph gave? Uh, he's one of our APPs. Yeah, you know, he gave some really good advice. He was saying that you always make sure to introduce yourself to your APPs, kind of like we said earlier. Always know the names of your team members and know how your APP colleagues can help you. And in terms of they've been working there for a while and they, they have a flow. And as an intern or med student, it's good to know some of the tricks of the trade working in that environment with them. And that's really helpful to get their um, experience, their perspective. And, you know, another thing to respect is that our APP colleagues, a lot of them have to deal with dreaded triage and first look, which is a, truly a demoralizing place to work sometimes, some days. And, you know, they have an onslaught of tons of people coming in. They have to judge whether some of these patients need to be vetted immediately and henceforth and so forth, the different workup and orders they're doing just based off of a quick medical screening exam. And that's a tough job for anybody. And so really you know, make sure you understand when you see those orders that they put in in different tests is that they're doing that from a rapid standpoint and they're trying to care for you know the masses up front. For sure. I think that's super important is to be really supportive. I cannot emphasize that enough. Hey, uh, so the last words that Blake and I want to leave you with is remember how lucky you are to do what you're doing. Always remember back to that uh, match day, that letter you got and how excited you were uh, that you were going into this specialty Uh, or, you know, a different specialty. If you're listening to this, I know we have a lot of folks from internal medicine, family medicine that listen to this podcast as well from urgent care uh, standpoint of things. One of my favorite things with EM is we don't screen people's insurance uh, right up front. We don't ask them for payment when they walk through those doors. Anyone can walk in and see a physician, no matter their income. They can see a physician or an APP. Their socioeconomic status and where they come from doesn't matter. You know, remember how lucky you are that you entered a field that does this and cares for all of humanity. It's one of the reasons I went into EM. I know one of the reasons that Blake went into EM as well is we just we get to take care of anyone and we know that the health system isn't perfect we know that healthcare costs are crazy but there's something nice about being able to just sit down talk to someone who hasn't been able to see any other provider because they lack either the financial resources or other types of resources and they get to sit down and have a chat with you and really Cherish that. Don't think to yourself, oh, I can't believe I'm taking care of a primary care complaint. No, use that as a moment to be that face of healthcare for that provider. It's huge. Absolutely. Completely agree. It's, uh, I, that's why I try to tell the resident of the day when it's a frustrating day or it's a busy day, I always say, you know, this is what we signed up for. And it's really the fun of it that you have the opportunity to care for these many people. Yeah. It really is. I mean, sometimes the medical pathology itself isn't necessarily going to be the best on every day, right? But for me, I always think about it. I I leave shift thinking, hey, you know what? I I took care of a few folks today that I don't think anybody else, uh, at least a non-EM person, would have been able to take care of. And that makes me feel good. So, Absolutely. Hey, uh, let's wrap it up, though. Um, We hope you enjoyed this fireside podcast. Again, we originally did this by the beach, but uh, I think everyone would appreciate not hearing the beach waves and the wind (laughs) interference that we were having. And the fire. And and all that. And all that. It was uh, a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. Um, you can find us at emboardbombs.com. We've got a ton of handouts out there for you, especially if you're starting out. Uh, the handouts that Blake and team have amassed are absolutely spectacular. Uh, we get 
tens of thousands of reads of those and those are accessed the most on our website and again you can check out our board pearls and just life pearls podcast as well um, on emrapidfire.supercast where we do question answer two three minute podcast of rapid fire topics yep see you next time (laughs) 